Hey everybody, welcome to the Vegan Sexy Cool Podcast. I'm your host, Jackie Reed. Thank you so much for tuning in. In this episode, I have two great guests. Now you may know Coach Jessie um, for her fertility journey. She was featured in Essence Magazine a few years back. Um, and that story included her 14 year struggle to overcome fibroids, which included 10 years of infertility. Well, this story has a very happy ending, and you are going to want to hear that. So she's going to be my guest today. Also today, I'm also excited about this. I love fierce shoes, but many folks think that wearing vegan shoes mean you have to give up wearing chic stilettos and other fabulous shoes and even fabulous handbags. Not the case. My guest today is the founder and CEO of a vegan shoe and handbag company, The Cult of Coquette, which I love their shoes, love their bags. B.B. Mayer is going to be my guest today also here on the Vegan Sexy Cool podcast. So two great women coming your way. But first up, usually this portion of the podcast, I take you inside my kitchen. But I have been traveling um, for the last week and a half here and there. And so I want to share with you some spots, vegan spots that I visited that you are going to want to try the next time you are in these places. First up, Miami and a little French bakery called La Artisan. Let me tell you something, this food is to die for. I had, for the first time, a vegan croissant. And when I tell you this thing was so light and airy and buttery, you know how croissants taste and feel and they just kind of melt in your mouth? This was exactly that, but it was vegan. Um, I had two of the croissants that they offered. I got a little hair on my face. One was filled with mushrooms and truffle oil and all kinds of amazing flavors that complemented that. It was delicious. The other, because it was my birthday weekend, I got, I love apple pie. And so I got one that was filled with apple pie filling. It was delicious. I also had, when I was there, something that they have on the menu called the crabless burger crazy delicious they had pickles and all kinds of things this thing was crunchy it definitely had a seafood taste um it was incredible the way that they put it on the bun I think it was a toasted bun um and I said with pickles and some kind of special sauce it was delicious I also had a quiche let me tell you something I love quiche and there are certain things that I do miss now that I'm vegan that are made with eggs like poached egg the day that they make it possible to have a poached egg that's vegan heaven for me but anyway quiche is another um egg related food product that I love so much so I ordered this quiche with low expectations I was like eh, it's not gonna be all that but I'll see what it tastes like um this thing was delicious. It was so delicious. And then I had the French toast. This food was so incredible. They had so much more. It's this little place on South Beach, um, La Artisan. You have to check it out. Um, the food was so good. My boyfriend and I went back for brunch the second day. The very next day we went back and just the two of us had two dishes each and we just kind of shared everything. So delicious. I am going to, I posted it on my vegan sexy cool instagram page in my instagram stories if you missed that 
follow me on Vegan Sexy Cool and I'm going to do an actual post about it. But also, if you go to vegansexycool.com, I'm going to do a whole review on the restaurants that I visited in Miami and other places. So I'm going to do like a whole restaurant roundup and show you some pictures and give you more detail about the food that I ate there. Also in Miami, I went to a place called Planta. I can't. This is such a sexy place to go for cocktails, for dinner. Also on South Beach, I had dumplings um, and I had spring rolls, both incredible. And I also had an um, udon noodle soup. And I don't think I've ever had udon before. It's a really thick noodle. This one had, they put fresh truffle shavings. I'm big on truffles. Truffle shavings in there. Had that for dinner. I mean... It was some of the best vegan food that I've I've ever had. And as I mentioned, both of those places on South Beach. If you go to vegansexycool.com, I'm going to post something giving you more details about where those places are, other things they have on the menu, and just some background on those places so you can know more the next time you're in Miami, you can stop by. Okay, so the other place that I recently um, went to was Philly. You know, I was born in Philadelphia, so I have family there. My mom and I went back there last weekend, and I went to one of my favorite places. Every time I go, I go to the Love Deli. Now, the Love Deli is in downtown Philadelphia. Oh, excuse me. Inside the Reading Market. And that is, if you've never been to the Reading Market, it's this huge market in downtown Philadelphia with all of these vendors, restaurants. Some people have herbs. They're little coffee places. You can, Some places you can sit and dine at the counter. Um, other places you can get your food to go. There's like bookstores. It's all these vendors inside, kind of like a food hall, if you will. And they have some of everything. Well, right smack in the middle of everything is this little place called the Love Deli. And that's L-U-H-V. Um, and they're on social media at Love Foods. And every time I go to Philly, I go every Thanksgiving. And I just discovered this place last year. And so I went and I got their um, Reuben, their hot-pressed Reuben sandwich. It's so good. It is so, I, 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 I'm telling you, this thing is so good with the deli meat that they have on there and the all vegan, the cheese, and then they press it with butter and everything, vegan butter. It's delicious. But because it's a deli, they also have things that you can take to go. I wanted bologna, um, some vegan bologna, but they didn't. They were out of it. Um, but they did have their uh, chicken, uh, their vegan chicken salad and vegan turkey salad. I got that. And I got some vegan coleslaw. I mean, their their food is incredible. I took it home. I mean, it didn't last. It was the first thing that I ate uh, when I got back home as far as taking it for lunch and everything. So good. Put it with some pickles, some great crackers, little chips. It was it was to die for. It was amazing. So go to vegansexycool.com. I'm going to run down all of the details on those things, and you will be very, very happy um, to ha- add them to your list of places to visit when you're in Miami and when you're in Philadelphia. So my first guest up, I already told you a little bit about her, Coach Jesse. I told you about her journey with fibroids and infertility. We're going to talk about all of that and this abbreviated time that we have. Because last time we talked, last time I interviewed you, it was for an entire hour. We but loved it. We had such a great We had so much fun, right? <laughs> Listen, so, so let's get to it because we don't have a lot of time. But I, I know that you know, one of my um, earliest memories of you, and it wasn't that long ago, because I know I've interviewed you before, but was at the Game Changers yes. uh, premiere 
or yeah, premiere in New York City. And mm -hmm. I could just hear you like you were in church. Yes, that's right. That's right. <laughs> you love that movie and the information that it was giving um, to the audience. And that movie is doing so well talking about, you know, the vegan food lifestyle and plant-based eating for you. Cause I learned so much in that movie, but for you, you know, what was your takeaway from the game changers documentary? Well, the takeaway for me um, really was that the movement is spreading because it was echoing everything that I'm preaching on a daily basis. You know what I mean? Um, the exciting, um, just linkages between the Hollywood world, the sports world, um, people who are, you know, in various performing sports, um, who tend to feel like, you know, there's this, this myth that, you know, oh, where do you get your protein from? You know what I mean? Right. Oh, you can't, you can't be massive and build real muscles with plant-based protein. Right. And that, unfortunately, it's one of the big roadblocks that people will use as they're kind of out as to why plant-based living, like the real um, issue with plant-based living. And the truth is they'll say, well, you know, I don't want to be scrawny. Well, but the truth is that that's a lie, you know, and it talked so well about, and it's something we say all the time. Well, the rhino is massive. The gorilla is massive. The elephant. The elephant is massive. These animals do not get their protein from other animals, not from any kind of, you know, carnivorous um, lifestyle, right? Yeah. And instead, they get it from the plants. And yeah. the thing about it is there's so, so much information. What it exposed to me is the work that we're doing about educating people and empowering them on how to use food as your medicine really is the fundamental piece, you know? Yeah. And you are an educator um, more than anything. You want people to know this information about how to live a better life, how to live a healthier life. And something that you talk about is for people that are, you know, vegans, been vegan for a while, or people are thinking about going vegan, there are these vegan toxins out there. There are things that you want people to know if they're in this lifestyle or they're thinking about it. What are those things? You know, the key thing is everything, you know, the big, the big blocks are, um, you know, we, we created a detox food list. We have a whole detox plan at the detox now, and we have a free food list very intentionally. Okay. Because there, we don't want you to trade animal, animal based toxins for plant-based toxins. All right. There are, um, when you go into the vegan lifestyle, many people have come, um, dealing with fibroids and fertility and endometriosis. Well, they were like, Oh, I was vegan. I, I don't understand what happened. So I, one of the key questions I said, what happened? What did you do when you transitioned into the vegan lifestyle? What did you eat? Well, I ate a lot of tofu. I ate a lot of soy. Well, so you traded an animal-based toxin for a plant-based toxin. Now, fueling your body with estrogen through the soy in the tofu. See what I'm saying? So being educated that, number one, just because it has the label that vegan or plant-based um, doesn't mean it's healthy, right? And the second thing is that that's the case. I need to read my labels and understand, yeah. you know, if it's got, first of all, how many syllables, right? If I can't pronounce it, it's some sort of a <laughs> right. chemical. It is right. some sort of chemical, right? So yeah. that's why for us, we made this really develop this plant, this really um, clear food list of foods that only heal you because there are foods many foods that have good benefits but that doesn't mean that they don't come with negative benefits you know it's like those um prescription medic um, um ads that you hear may cause oh you'll feel great you won't be depressed anymore 
but may cause you to have a heart attack, right? Yeah, yeah. And we don't want, we want holistic, real detox living is life that is truly healthy, free of toxic people, thoughts, habits, and definitely foods. So yeah. when we look at the foods, we know, all right, so it's not just plants. But I want to know, okay, if I'm going to have things like I said, soy, that's a big one, right? Because it's all over the place. Um, there are things like wheatgrass. It's a huge craze in the world of, um, you know, health and veganism. But wheatgrass actually is something that a cow, a cow's stomach, a cow has four stomachs that you need four stomachs to digest. That's not something that was created for us. But we say instead have dandelion shots. Turmeric, so good for you. you know what I mean, you're talking highly anti-inflammatory helps you drive your digestive system, helps drive your circulation, so many things, right? And so if we know, to me, it's like there's so much conflicting information out there, there in, the, in the vegan sphere, right? That if we, we want to be a, tr a trusted source that, okay, here, we've done the research. Here are the foods that only heal, right? Because my whole ethos, as a woman of faith, I said, the Bible says, um, the blessings of the Lord make rich and add no sorrow. I want you to eat foods that add no sorrow to your life. Right. You know what I'm saying? So they're only going to do you good. So that you know, it doesn't mean that you're never going to eat anything bad because, you know, everybody has a balance. And I think it depends on where you are on your journey. But even knowing, okay, this is better for me. Hey, I can make this substitution. I'm on this journey. This is easy. Like, I can start eating this for breakfast. The other thing, people feel overwhelmed about how am I going to do this all, right? So yeah. in our program, we have a life after detox meal plan because they do these detoxes. And then the next day after detox is over, guess what they're eating? Pork chops. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. I got to do this detox, man. That's right. That's right. I got to get you on it. I know. So I got to try it. The thing is to have people understand it is actually to drive your health, to unleash your body's power to heal. We know the body knows how to heal itself. Okay, but let's get out the way. Let's stop being the, 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 the accomplice on the story of our disease and start being the hero on the story of our healing. I and love that. And we've got to cooperate with the healing process in order to do that. So when I introduced you off the top of the show, I talked about your journey, um, 14 years battling fibroids, 10 years yeah. infertility, and that you have the blessing that is your miracle baby. Please tell me Did about you your miracle baby and the Tamron Hall show. <laughs> Go ahead. Be a proud mom. I'm a proud mom. Go ahead. <laughs> I was saying, you know, that was the first time, like, I was in the audience, you know, watching her backstage, her manifesting her purpose. Yeah. You know, she was smiling, but she was acting. She was in character as Cynthia Erivo, and she, she did it. Anyway, yeah. go, go check her out on Instagram, Authentic Nia, and you'll see what I'm talking about. I love it. I love it. And for people that want to know, because unfortunately we're out of time, but for people who want to find you, because there's sure. the fibroid journey and you are, you, you are a, a champion for Absolutely. women with fibroids Absolutely. and fighting this, the detox, um, yes. for what food you should be eating and not be eating. If you're, if you're on this vegan journey, where can Absolutely. we find out all of this stuff? Absolutely. Check us out. I'm at thedetoxnow.com, and I'm very, very active on Instagram, just Coach G-E-S-S-I-E, -S -S Coach G-E-S-S-I-E, -S -S and I'm here to be your coach, your support in unleashing your power to heal wherever you are on your journey. I love that. Well, then we got to do this again so we can have more time, Absolutely. and you got to do it in the studio. 
please yes because you know you and i we need i know you brought me some good food from where was it the bronx or queens veggie castle from queens veggie castle girl that food was so good thank you (laughs) ma'am Thank you for that food. So I, I know when I see you, I'm going to get some good food. So we got to hang right. out again. This I'm time, I'll bring you some food. Ooh, yes. I'm excited. I'm excited. All right, love. All right. Thank you. I love you. I appreciate everything you're doing. It's, it takes all of us. It takes a village. It definitely does. And I love you right back. And I appreciate all that you do out there helping, helping women and everybody to heal and to live healthier lives. Thank you, Coach Jesse. Thank you for having me. Okay. My next guest, I have been wearing her shoes for a little while now. I love them so much. The one and only B.B. Mayer is my next guest for the Vegan Sexy Cool podcast. Hi, B.B. Hi, Jackie. How are you? You know, I'm well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm loving the shoes behind you. I love that, you know, that you've got this wall of shoes. This is your place, right? This is your dining room? Yes, yeah, I converted the dining room in the house into an office. I mean, the shoes are taking over the whole house at this point, but I I think that's every girl's dream, so. So it's, yes, it is. I'd I'd rather have shoes throughout my house, just like Carrie Bradshaw with clothing in the oven and all that kind of stuff. That's, I'm so that girl. So award season just ended. Mm -hmm. Did you see a lot of Cult of Coquette shoes on the red carpet? not as much as last year. This mm. year we had, we loaned a lot. They came and pulled, but I didn't see anything end up on anyone. Grammys, there was a little bit, not last year, Vanity Fair, we had Miley Cyrus. Yeah. That was a big one. Yeah. Somebody else was Vanity Fair party. But this year, Oscars wasn't much, but Grammys, LMA um, wore some. Then we had a few people pull that didn't didn't happen it sucks because they have to have so many choices and you never know if you're going to end up being the choice well that's the way it works a lot of people don't know that when celebrities you know pull your shoes it's one of many pairs of shoes it's one of many you know gowns and things that they have to choose from so they never know until that moment the day of really what they're going to wear no i'm stalking social media just waiting (laughs) looking at every picture they're tagged in to see did we yeah. end up a lot of times sometimes the stylist will reach out and tell us ahead of time that she ended up with it depends how my relationship with them is but most of the time i'm <laughs> just sitting on the phone waiting hoping well yeah. i you know i was glad that i found you and i think it's been a little over a year yeah um, that i found you and emailed you i was like because i was searching for once i became a vegan i wanted to do not just with my diet but with my clothing yeah. and i wanted fashionable vegan shoes and i was searching and searching and there was cult of coquette so tell me yeah. why you started this company I started it because my background was I owned a boutique in Arizona. I had that for about eight years. And in 2008, I stopped eating meat and I was selling some things that were made of leather. And I just thought, I can't do that anymore. Now that's, you know, you start becoming conscious of everything when you change your diet. You do, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it changes a lot of parts of your life. Not, you know, you just have empathy in a different way for everything. Yeah. So that was the first step was I can't sell things that are leather, which of course was a little bit difficult because beautiful things and high quality things are made of leather and suede and all that. So um, it was sort of a store that's, I don't know if people have been to LA on Melrose sort of, it was near a college. So it was kind of going out clothes and things like that. So it was kind of easy to find things that weren't leather because it was 
cheaper things, I call it unintentionally vegan, where it's yeah. just they're doing it to save costs. Right. <laughs> so when I moved to LA, I decided, you know, there's just, I wanted Louboutins and I couldn't find a vegan kind of knockoff of their classic pump. So just one day I said, I think I'm going to make my own. <laughs> I wow. just went through the product. You know, I had the background in retail and all that and some contacts with manufacturers, but yeah, it was just like most things, fulfilling a need for myself first. And I thought, let's see if other people feel the same way. This was about five years ago. So the cruelty-free vegan terms weren't as common yeah. in the last year and a half because of makeup and skincare, it's become so much a household term. So in the last year, I've seen a lot of a surge in interest for it being vegan. Yeah. And for folks who may not understand because your shoes are, you know, leather looking, yes. what kind of materials do you use to substitute animal um, skins? Most of the leather is PU, which environmentally, it's still a little better than real leather. People think because it's leather, it decomposes, but they put so much chemicals on real leather that it's actually not. Less water waste, of course, the animals. So there's always this instant thing, well, it's plastic. It's not the fake leather of 20 years ago. where It's, it's not pleather. It's oh, not no, pleather. No, 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 no. <laughs> and there are, there are different kinds of PU. Some have worse chemicals. It's not as safe for you. So we use you know, high quality materials. They're very soft. They feel real. That's for the leather. Micro suede for the suede. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes it's just fabric materials. So it's just automatically vegan. And I know you, you've got this showroom in your dining room, but yeah. is, is tell me about the team. I mean, is it really, and I, and I know, you know, from just kind of interacting with you over this past year or so, that you really are 24-7, you know, around the clock, every day, living and breathing this thing. Are you designing the shoes, taking them yeah. to, you know, the... the the manufacturer like are you from soup to nuts doing this thing everything everything and I think for anybody who's thinking about starting a business like this you have to be prepared to do everything even if you have a team when I first started I had marketing people I had people doing you know like Facebook ads and all that I had a graphic designer doing all those things then you'd have some backup people for other kinds of ads somebody running the social media all that and that was important because it was the early phases so I needed to learn a lot of those things myself gradually I've gotten rid of almost everyone and sort of taken over most of it myself yeah. I'm gonna go back to hiring people but there comes a point where things sort of balance out and you got to learn extra things so I've started doing my marketing myself and since I've done that I've seen my sales double. They couldn't do that. The marketing team, only you know your business, only you yeah. know your customer. So there has to be some phase where you're doing it all yourself to know how to tell other people how to do it. And I think I finally got to a point where I wasn't overloaded that I said, I got to take over everything again. So the last yeah. two months I've been doing everything, <laughs> but, but I had a, enough of it under control that it's not it's still overwhelming, but it's not <laughs> too bad. So yeah. I do, yeah, I do the social media. A lot of times I take the pictures myself. I just hire what? a model. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's yeah. you because of course I follow you on social yeah. media. Those photos are fabulous. Thank you. It's hard sometimes because you know, you have your own vision and you can explain it as much as you want to other people. But at the end day, you end up doing it yourself. Yeah. Most of it anyway, even if a photographer takes the pictures, I end up sitting and editing them you know, I'm always the stylist for it, creative director. So it's like at the end of the day, you just learn how to do everything yourself. 
That's amazing. Well, I have to say about your shoes, I love them so much. The next on my list are those, the new black shoes that kind of lace up. They kind of have a lucite heel. Oh, um, yes. What? Those have been delayed in customs for the last two weeks. Everybody is dying for them. Yeah, those, those, I can't wait. <laughs> I can't. I have a sample. But. And it was the photograph on the social media with the model with it going up her leg. Oh, yeah. I mean, guys, go to Cult of Coquette um, on social media, You ha on, on Instagram. You have yeah. to see these shoes. I, I was showing them to my boyfriend. I was like, the I, I have to have these. <laughs> and it was a photograph a more gift. than anything. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. It is. <laughs> I know. So how do, you, how do you make, the one thing that I do love about your shoes, um, BB, is that not only are they beautiful and chic, but they're comfortable. They are. How do yeah. you how do you manage that? You know, it, everybody has different things because some people aren't used to higher heels. So I try to mix it up as far as heel heights and keep everybody happy. Yeah. I'm getting older, so I don't do the high heels as much. So part of it is, you know, I'm always use myself as the guinea pig. So when yeah. I get samples made, I wear them for at least a month to see where is the issues with comfort, and then we'll we'll change the sample. We go through a couple revisions before the final one. Um, I don't know. It's like I put out shorter heels and then there's somebody complaining about wanting higher heels. I put out higher heels and then they say they want shorter heels. You're never going to make everybody happy. So no. I just, I, now I know arch makes a big difference because sometimes the heel can be totally high. And as long as the arch is a comfortable, you know, pitch, then it's not bad. Sometimes it's if it has a platform. So it depends on the shoe. You can't do everything with every style of shoe, but I yeah. just, yeah, comfort has become a, a lot more important to me just because I know if it's a more manageable heel, they'll wear it all day. And that's much better than just a sexy shoe. There's a, yeah. a time and a place for just a sexy shoe. Get out of the car, sit down. <laughs> yes, there definitely is. And I love the, I love a high heel and I love your high heels. I'm glad that that's an option out here for folks who, you know, want to wear cruelty-free, you know, vegan shoes. So how excited are you, BB, with the shift in fashion when it comes to, um, you know, animal products and seeing less, you know, fewer and fewer or more and more designers decide not to use fur, yeah. not to use leather, to use more faux um, products. You know, how excited are you to kind of have some company? Because you've been doing this for a minute. Like yeah. five years ago when you started, it wasn't like it is now. No. People would just say, vegan shoes, what does that mean? You can eat them? I mean, literally, they thought that <laughs> they didn't understand. Right. So, yeah, it's a big difference. And, and it, it was very sudden, and I think cosmetics for that, because they made such a big deal about cruelty-free. Um, it's really exciting, because they're really the only other person doing something of this kind of styles is Stella McCartney, and that's a much yeah. higher price point. Much you don't higher. Like those much higher. And if you don't like the styles, it's, you know, you're limited to that one designer. They have their own way of doing things. So I think we're going to see a lot more because with the banning of fur happening in a lot of states, people are going to start to put together what is the difference between fur and leather? How is it yeah. any different? Like, yeah. it's just, they think because of the methods of getting the fur, it's somehow different, but it's like, it's the same thing. Once yeah. people become conscious of one step, they go to the next step. So you know, from what I'm reading, leather alternatives are going to be a huge industry. And there's a lot of things. I'm excited also for things that aren't, you know, man-made materials that are more um, plant-based. 
They're doing things with mushroom right now that seems really exciting. So yeah. as that spreads, then we'll have the options of the different materials and colors and all that right now. It's so fresh and new, but I'm excited to start to go in that direction too. You know, yeah, I'm excited too. Will we ever see a boot from Cults of Coquette? Yes, I wanted to do it this year, but I got started a little late, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I'm thinking of doing one maybe for spring, like a booty for spring to test it out, but then we'll go full force for fall, winter. I'm ready oh. to do the thigh high boots. And oh my God, I get too <laughs> excited because you have such an eye when it comes to style that I know mm -hmm. it's gonna be fierce, whatever thank it is. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I try to, and I love for people to give me feedback. So if they follow the Instagram page, slide in the DMs, show me styles, <laughs> existing styles you like. I really do take everything into consideration, colors, styles, heel heights. You know at the end of the day it's the customer customer is always right so and you are very hands-on i have to say when mm -hmm. i reached out you know i just sent an email i think just to info at or whatever and yeah. you email me back and we had a whole dialogue about mm -hmm. shoes and my the ones that i ordered were too big you know what yeah. i mean it all it, it was great and i love those shoes i wear them all i have two pairs all the time yeah i try to i mean I'm up late, so if I get an email at one in the morning, I answer it, and I love talking to everybody, and they seem so happy to connect to me. In the early yeah. days, I would have a fake alias and mm -hmm. pretend to be like an assistant and answer from that, and I realized now in the Instagram age, people really want to know who's behind the brand and have that connection, so I've been starting to put more pictures of myself up. I used yeah. to kind of hide myself. And oh, no. <laughs> You're too gorgeous for that. That, that was just bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of work to do it though. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. But yeah, you need to be the you need to be the face. Thank you. Thank Definitely you. Definitely do. Yeah. Well, BB, I appreciate you. I love what you do. I love your products. Um, I hate that you're wearing a million hats, but it seems to be the best thing. I love it. I actually love it. All right. <laughs> thank well, thank you. you for taking the time to be on the Vegan Sexy you. Podcast. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Bye. Bye. So that does it for this edition of Vegan Sexy Cool. I'm trying to straighten out my hair after having on those headphones, get my head together. Um, but my thanks to Coach Jesse and to BB. Be sure to follow them on social media. Uh, BB is at Cult of Coquette. Um, you can see them both on my social media. I'll post about this podcast and link to their social media so you can find them uh, and give their give Jesse's detox detox a try and give BB's shoes a try. I'm telling you, I love her shoes so much. I haven't tried the detox yet, but I'm going to be doing that soon. She's going to send it to me. I'll test it out. I'll let you know how it goes. But there are plenty of testimonials out there if you go to her website of people who have tried it and absolutely love it. So that's it for this edition of the Vegan Sexy Cool Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. And until next time, I'm your host, Jackie Reed, wishing you wellness.